strong clubs, successful athletes, supported by Georgia Swimming. This is the Thank You Thursday podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of our Thank You Thursday podcast. As always, I am your host, Veronica Burchill. Today's episode is all about open water swimming, and we have someone on the podcast that is so passionate about open water swimming and has made a great impact on our LSC in so many ways. Kevin Sullivan is our open water chair for the Georgia Swimming LSC, and he helped orchestrate one of our very newer um, competitions in the state of Georgia. So we hosted our very first open water state championships for the state of Georgia, and that was in April. And this month of May, we have our open water zone championships for the Southern Zone. And we are just so excited to talk with him about all the things coming up with open water swimming and the future of open water swimming as a whole. So without further ado, please sit back, relax, and enjoy this interview with our open water chair, Kevin Sullivan. Hi, Kevin. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Staying busy, but that's, that's the norm, so... Awesome. Well, it's great to have you on the podcast today. I'm so excited to chat. Um, Obviously, you are the um, open water chair for Georgia Swimming and um, among many other things. So I always ask people to kind of just tell us a little bit about yourself and, um, you know, how you got to where you are and however much you want to share is cool with us. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So I've, I've been in Georgia for just over, I guess, seven years now. Um, and obviously have just grown in the position I'm in. But uh, before that, I was in North Carolina. Um, I s- helped start a swim team up there that was also the Gators um, and uh, was there for about 10 years, finished high school and college and stuff there. And then uh, started swim team, kind of wanted to get into more of the full-time coaching because it was, it was part-time uh, there. And uh, that's when I made the move to Georgia. So um, prior to that, I was a, uh, a decent swimmer. Uh, I come from a swimming family. Uh, my mom was a swimmer. My dad's mom was a swimmer. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, kind of grew up in it uh, for the most part. Uh, was raised in Los Angeles. So um, I swam at, uh, at uh, several rec leagues around there and as well as Rose Bowl Aquatics for a little while. Um, but yeah. Oh, very cool. So did you, did you swim in college then? I actually sw- did not swim uh, collegiately, but I did. Sw- I did train uh, in in Wilmington with the uh, Waves of Wilmington and uh, Dave Allen's program there at uh, UNCW. Oh, very cool. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah, and I, I I heard you say Rose Bowl Aquatics, and um, so I just thought I'd ask. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, what kind of? I guess I mean, obviously, you said you come from a swimming family and everything like mm-hmm. that. Um, what got you into coaching then? So I actually, uh, I, I coached very, very briefly at the tail end of high school, um, you know, helping my coaches in summer league. Um, and when I stopped swimming, I actually vowed that I would not set foot on a pool deck for a little while and ended up getting pulled into coaching high school by my former coach. Um, and then uh, from there, uh, I had some parents approach me about starting a USA club um which was the Brunswick Aquatic Club in in North Carolina um and did that for about I guess it was two or three years um yeah and I I took a a brief hiatus 
Um, I was building pools and, and everything aquatics related, I should say, uh, you know, got to teach CPR and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, kept nagging at me and, and uh, eventually I just decided that this, the coaching world was where I wanted to be. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. So, um, obviously you coach in South Georgia and, um, you're a big open water advocate and, um, love that, you know, part of the sport. So, um, does, I guess, you know, kind of just start, you know, does coaching in South Georgia kind of have an influence on, you know, your love for open water and everything? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, so like I said, I, being in, in South Georgia, number one, we have, we have probably more open water here than we do pools. So that's, that's part of it. Um, and, you know, I, I, I was a triathlete um, after I was a swimmer too. So, I mean, that got me into some open water stuff. Um, there's also a couple of big open water races in uh, North Carolina that, that our teams used to attend, like the, the peer to peer and, and stuff like that. So um, that was, that part is partly where it got me into open water. Um, and then from there, like, you know, we just kind of realized here in, in Georgia that there really wasn't a, a, a big following for open water. So that was kind of a, a goal of mine to, to help try to grow it. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. So obviously we just had um, the first open water state. Um, could you tell us a little bit about, I guess, the planning, execution, how it all went, you know, um, we'd love to hear about it from anyone, for anyone that didn't um, get to attend. Yeah, so uh, I'd say probably close to four years ago, um, there were several other coaches that were involved in the, in the process of, of getting the ball rolling, um, to, to name some, that, that some are in Georgia still and some are not, um, but like Nick Graves, who, who was with Dynamo, uh, is now in, in Kentucky, um, Jen Bowers, Sydney Pepper. Um, we had, had, were sitting there at an open water, uh, zone meet and, uh, you know, saying how we were somewhat behind the curve. A lot of the other LSCs were picking their, their team based on other open water races, um, such as open water States and stuff like that. Um, and we were still selecting our team on PowerPoints. Uh, so like how, how kids were swimming basically, uh, in the mile 16 or 1650, 1500, um, 800,000, so on and so forth. Um, and, you know, we, every year we were having, we were, we're not filling teams. We'd always have like, you know, typically 11, 12 girls, 11, 12 boys, um, open boys, open girls that would, were, we were struggling to fill, um, you know, and then on top of that, we would show up and, you know, you never knew if you had kids that, that were used to pool swimming and they got out in open water, occasionally we'd have one or two that would not want to complete the race. Um, so, you know, we just kind of kept talking about how we wanted to get to the point where we could, the Georgia swimming could host open water races. And, um, obviously the more open water races we host, the more participants we'll have, the more kids will have experience and we can start picking from those races. Um, hopefully the end goal being that we'll be picking solely from those races and, um, you know, maybe even doing a little bit better in open water zones. Um, yeah. And then planning wise, it was just, a, a huge learning curve. Um, uh, obviously there's a lot that goes into an open water race. Um, the main side of it is the safety thing. Uh, safety of the swimmers is, is huge priority. And anytime you're dealing with uh, a body of open water, it's, it's not the same as a pool, you know, where you have stay in your own lane. Um, 
and you just swim your race, there's a lot of factors that could be like currents, temperatures, you know, um, other swimmers that could bump into you and, um, environment, environmental stuff, which I mean, could be, um, even something like, like a log that gets in your way. Um, it doesn't have to be necessarily an animal, um, which is probably the least of your worries out there in the open water. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, we just, we, we kind of went through it with a fine tooth comb, finally set, uh, something in stone about six months ago. This is like, we're finally at the point where we said, this is where we have to do it. Um, based on water temperatures where we're, we're kind of in a very small window of when we can host these races. I mean, you're looking at April to June, July ish. Um, for the most part, you know, August gets too hot. Anything before April is going to be way too cold. Um, yeah. But, um, and then obviously, you know, we run into long course season as well, which, um, our, our goal is not to take people away from other meets in any way, shape or form, you know, long course season is a huge part of our sport. So, um, you know, pretty much, pretty much every major swim race is long course. So we don't want to pull kids away from that, but find our own little area where we could, um, have kids compete somewhere either in between short course and long course or, um, you know, overlapping maybe just slightly. For sure. Um, no, I think that's great. So, you know, I guess, kind of, were, were there any, was, you know, sorry, I'm really struggling with asking this question, I guess, but um, <laughs> I was just going to ask, you know, what were some of the things that you learned from, you know, from after the fact of, you know, hosting the open water state? Um, so, I mean, it's, it's a very, very uh, costly, time-consuming, <laughs> and uh, volunteer-driven uh, meet, which I know that we all know that swim meets can be very heavily volunteer driven. Um, slight difference being that, uh, we need volunteers to, to supply their boats. Um, we need volunteers to have boats or obviously you're going to have to rent them. Um, which things like kayaks are, are a little easier to get our hands on, but obviously our officials and safety personnel and everything has to be on actual, um, stand up boats so they can see the race. Um, that was, that was a really big, um, that was a really tough challenge for us. Um, you know, we, we found some good organizations. I think it was like the St. Mary's river keepers and stuff like that that allowed us to use uh, one of theirs and then, you know, the sheriff's department, coast guard type stuff. Um, but the, what we were lacking was, you know, the private parties that just had a boat and wanted to come down and, and let us use it. So, um, that's, and then obviously, you know, gas, it's, it's, it was, that was probably one of the bigger setbacks. Um, things like, like currents and, and, uh, tides are fairly, you know, those are predictable. You know, you can, you could always, uh, check those charts and see where you're going to be. Um, you know, we had a slight scare that there might be some rain, which obviously, you know, that, that'll affect your, your currents a little bit and stuff as well as the weather. Mm -hmm. Um, water temperature was, was a, a little bit of a challenge. We thought it was going to be a little warmer. Um, we had some heavy rain, I think, previous week. So that that would, um, but we were just above the threshold where where they didn't need wetsuits. So, um, yeah, that was that was probably the biggest challenge. Though was the, the volunteers. Um, we had to do it. Well, the, the last part I should say, and and a huge thank you um, to Ed Saltzman, Steve Potter, and all of our officials. But we had to do open water officials trainings just to get people certified to do that. Um, because, you know, Georgia 
hadn't really hosted any open water races, so we didn't have any open water officials. Um, so that that was a, a little bit of a setback. Hopefully, in the future, um, retaining some of those officials and then getting some new ones that won't be as big of an issue, though. Definitely, no. That's a lot of that's a lot to take into account, and you know, I, I think especially as someone that has come from a swim background as well, but I only ever really swam in the pool. Um, you know, you you don't think about the fact that the officials need to be on boats, and you have to, and and that they have to have specific different open water training. So, did that take a long time to get them certified, or? It wasn't not a, a terrible process. I mean, so there, it, basically you have an like an open water test that they have to take and then in a slight and a small training that they have to do. Um, uh, it, it's more to do, I mean, obviously open water swimming is pretty much just freestyle. So they're not really learning anything about stroke infractions. They're already USA officials. Um, it's more safety concerns, recognizing struggling swimmers, uh, as well as there is some um like interference calls um you can get you can get tangled up in, in another swimmer and there's there's a, a yellow flag and a red flag um pretty much like soccer where like you know, yellow flag you're you're getting a warning <laughs> and then gotcha. red flag you, you could be pulled from the meet so um but yeah uh, it, it's it was not a, a terrible process i think of two of my officials that got certified um i don't know maybe a i think the class was hour and a half two hours and then you know like they had to take a test, which was probably yeah, 30, 45 minutes worth of screen time. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious. I think that, you know, obviously a lot of officials in Georgia aren't always open water certified. So, or, you know what I mean? Um, so that's good to know. Um, so I guess, you know, my next question was, you know, why open water? Why do you love it so much? You know, kind of tell us a little bit about that. Uh, all right. So I'd like to say that was an easy answer. I've, I actually did not swim as much open water when I was a pool swimmer either. Um, that kind of came later um, when I started doing triathlons and I did some relays, uh, one in an Ironman, uh, you know, uh, and then some open water um, races as well. Um, my favorite thing about open water is actually probably what most people hate about it, which is the unpredictability. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no matter how much you train for it um and you, you think you're prepared i feel like there's always stuff that can happen in open water that uh keeps you on your toes um you know water temperature you know you could you could get there the day of thinking you're not going to need a wetsuit and then you need a wetsuit you're, you know that's that's a wrench in your training uh or vice versa you could think they're, they're going to use a wetsuit and then you get there and it's not wetsuit legal um, because the temperature is too high. Um, currents are always a challenge. Uh, I think one of my first open water swims, I, uh, I didn't sight enough and I, you know, put my head up, looked at the buoy, put my head down, kept swimming. And the next thing I knew when I looked up again, I was probably 200 yards on the inside of the buoy, had to turn around and go back around it. So, um, yeah, so 200 yards that way and the 200 yards, it ended up being like 400, close to 400 yard extra, so somewhere around that range. Wow. Um, uh, and I don't know, in, in some senses though, uh, that, that's, that's kind of what I like about it. I feel like there's a lot more strategy and factors that play into it. Um, you, it's, 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 it's fun to kind of stay on your toes and, um, there's, there's also drafting, which is, which is a cool part of it. Um, you can get close to a swimmer and, and uh, kind of draft off them at their hip or their ankle. Um, 
And then, you know, when the time comes, you can surge out in front of them because you tired them out. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's a, there's, there's some factors like that that play into it as well. No, that's really cool. Um, as I was saying, you know, obviously I don't have as much experience with open water, but I do remember in high school and in college, every once in a while we would set up the pool long course and then, you know, have like the four corners and do like laps around. And um, I remember, I mean, it's not the same at all, but we would like practice like doing a turn kind of around the cone or whatever that we had in the pool um and you know I remember thinking I would not be a very good open water swimmer but I think that you know I I give props to everyone that does it because I think it's so like you said it's unpredictable it's um it's a lot different than swimming in a pool and I think that um no it's just very it's just very cool so um you know I guess that kind of segues into like the training portion that I was going to ask you about you know what things, I guess, you know, on your own club team, do you like, is there anything within training that you do specifically for those that are, you know, maybe focus more on open water swimming during certain parts of the year? Um, yeah. So, I mean, pretty much everybody, I say pretty much everybody, I have, I have a handful of swimmers that, that do not like open water and which is completely fine as well. I mean, obviously it's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, but for the ones that do like it and stuff, I mean, sometimes we do some, you know, a lot of head up freestyle or siding drills. Um, you know, the big thing is, is, is trying not to let it change their stroke too much um, when you do that kind of stuff. Because obviously, just because you're an open water swimmer, you're probably a pool swimmer too. So um, we don't want it to affect their, their, their pool races too much as well. Um, we do, uh, our team does go out to uh, our local lake here. Um, pretty much a couple times during the year, usually in the summertime, we'll do like a, you know, like a team picnic and uh, an open water practice. And we even include our, our, um, like our, our 10 and unders, eight and unders in that. So like they get to do obviously much shorter distance and some funner, more fun uh, activities. Like, you know, I throw rubber ducks out in the lake and they get to all go chase the rubber ducks mm -hmm. and bring them back. Whoever gets the most ducks, you know, may get a prize or something like that. Um, but yeah, we do. Um, we do tend to do a little bit more open water stuff. Um, obviously, living down here, uh, like I said, the the there's almost more open water bodies than there are pools. So um, it's just kind of something fun to do, mix it up, and keep the kids excited about um, doing something different. Definitely is. Um, I was going to ask also, you know, like just kind of to you know move forward, you know past the open water conversation a little bit but you know I guess you were kind of talking about like the picnic and you know going to um and going to do an open water practice um is, are there any other like like team traditions throughout the year that you really enjoy I um or oh, and or like memories that like just stand out to you over the years um Yes and no. I mean, we, we're really big about, we do, we don't do the same things every year. I say so traditions. I mean, yes and no. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. we, we go on team trips and stuff. We'll go to like summer waves, which is like a water park and um, do a lot of other team activities. Like we, we've done tie-dye, you know, team tie-dye. Actually, this is, this is a, a product of that. So um, <laughs> um, we also try to do like, you know, I, I, you know, as a swimmer, you, you spend a lot of time with these, your, your teammates. So, um, I, I try to make it a habit to, to, to do at least a couple activities, at least a couple a year, if not more, where the kids have 
no swimsuits. I mean, <laughs> they get to see each other outside of the pool. Um, even if it's just, you know, uh, a dinner at somebody's house or, or going out to a restaurant, something like that. Um, those are always kind of my, my favorite memories, uh, and, and, and traditions that we do. Um, I, I remember when I swam, you know, like, like pasta parties and stuff. And, you know, I feel like I, I enjoyed those just as much as, as any of the other, you know, uh, I should say swim related ones where you're actually at a pool or, or, or doing something that involves swimming. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. No, I just, I always like to ask, um, I, I feel like, you know, obviously the main topic of this podcast and this episode is to talk about open water, but, um, I always like to ask a little bit, you know, about, you know, if I'm interviewing a coach, you know, kind of just about your team, about you, um, what would you say, you know, your coaching philosophy is and has it changed over the years? It's definitely changed over the years, um, for sure. Um, you know, I think uh, I grew up, you know, obviously in like, I should say the 90s and, and 2000s, I guess. Um, so like I, I was kind of the product of uh, a lot of hard-nosed coaching. And, and when I first started, I feel like that was kind of what I mimicked. Um, you know, I feel like I'm a lot more laid back now. Um, you know, I, I've realized, you know, that getting swimmers to do things that I ask them to do is much easier if they want to do them for me or if they don't want to disappoint their coach instead of, uh, you know, <laughs> threatening or, 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 or trying to um, force things upon swimmers, like, you know, like, you know, threatening with every lunges or something like that, which still, still may happen every once in a while, <laughs> obviously with, with certain kids um, more so than others. But um, I would say that, um, yeah, I, I've, um, I've de my, my coaching philosophy, philosophy is always evolving. Um, and the more people I talk to and, and, and other coaches that I, I converse with and stuff, I feel like that it, it's, it always probably will. Um, and I, and I have a handful of coaches that, that I, you know, I still, I, I'm, I don't ever consider myself to be a, a number one coach in, in Georgia or anything like that. Um, my favorite thing about going to state meets and, and zone meets and, sectionals and all that kind of stuff is is the um talking to other coaches so uh you know from from all over um and i you know matt grant who actually coached at rose bowl aquatics when i was out in california uh is now a coach in valdosta so he's one of my my, my closer uh coaching contacts um, um but yeah so it, like i said I, I i would say that i I'm, i tend to be more laid back um more technique driven instead of, I mean, obviously physical fitness is a part of it. Um, one of the things that drives it down here though, is, you know, like I will say that um, outside of the Metro area, you know, we do not have a ton of people that are super, super interested in swimming. Um, you know, we don't have a ton of dual sport athletes. Um, like, you know, I don't get too many kids that are, that are playing football or baseball and then want to come swim, um, you know, in the summertime or anything like that. So, um, majority of our swimmers are swimmers year round. Occasionally I, I may get one or two that, that, um, swim high school or summer league, um, mm -hmm. but don't, that don't swim year round. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's one of the things that I feel like really makes me strive for the technique side of things. Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm not, I'm not getting kids that are super high athletic ability, just coming into our program. If, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. 
yeah, no, I just thought I would ask about it. And I guess this is my last, you know, question um, to kind of wrap up the interview. But, um, you know, obviously, to go back to open water just a little bit, you know, um, could you talk a little bit about, you know, what you're excited about in terms of uh, open water zones coming up and all that? Yeah, I mean, so uh, open water zones is, is actually one of my favorite meets. I feel like we actually have um, probably one of the strongest teams we've had in a long time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, our, I'd say all of our 13, 14 boys and girls, 15, 16 boys and girls, uh, as well as our open um, are, are pretty strong. Our 11, 12s, I feel like we, uh, our boys was fairly easy to fill. Um, I think we're still shy a few girls um, from filling the team. But um, overall, I feel like we have a really strong team. Even, even our 11, 12 girls, like most of them have competed in open water before. Um, so I want to say in a total of like which what full team would be 48 athletes. I don't think we have more than a handful that have not swam in open water race before, mm -hmm. um, which is much different in the past where we usually are getting close to half the team that have, you know, they've swam distance, but not, you know, not out in the actual open water where they may not be able to see their feet or so on and so forth. Um, so that, I mean, that for sure, uh, they're also bringing back team pursuits, this, this open water zones, which is, um, uh, a really fun aspect of, of, uh, open water swimming. So, um, for anybody who doesn't know, there's, there's, you have relays, which relays still happen in open water swimming. They're usually a little longer distance. Um, but there's also team pursuits, which are scored by, um, getting your, your fastest three across the finish line first. So like, you can have it like, like four, five, six on your team. Um, and then, you know, obviously if, if, if you have a sprinter that's on that, on that team, you can put them out front and let them start the race and everybody kind of your team draft off of them. And then they can fall back and really not even finish the race if they don't need to. Um, but everybody else kind of benefited from their sprinting and, and, and drafting off of them to start. Um, obviously you want them to finish the race just in case something else happens to anybody else. But, um, that's, that's another fun aspect for sure of, of, of open water swimming. Um, and that, that'll be back this, this open water zones. It's usually up to the host team, whether they want to do team pursuits or, um, or relays. So they've done relays the past couple of years. And, and, uh, I think it's been about four years or so since, since they've done a, a team pursuit. Awesome. Well, that sounds so great. Um, I guess before we, sign off is there anything else that you wanted to add or um yeah <laughs> uh i'll just say that i mean like obviously like uh next year open water state uh i think we actually have a tentative date um planned which is uh april 22nd uh happens to be earth day but um <laughs> april 22nd um 2023 um, it'll also be, uh, in the St. Mary's river, um, in Kingsland this year, um, the way it worked where, um, they were, uh, I should say Camden PSA who hosted the team. They were kind enough to help get us all this off the ground. So we awarded them the bid for 2023. Hopefully, um, it'd be a larger meet. Um, and then also we have, uh, the Valdosta swim in September, um, which is the TCT swim, um, that obviously we'll be picking some spots from for next year's open water zones as well. So obviously those are, are two um, shout outs for the open water swimming. And hopefully next year we'll, we will have um, 
some relays or team pursuits at state as well uh, and really try to push the, the the team side of things we would love to have you know um we, we did team awards this year um i think most of the teams that won it uh, that, that, that won an award were i mean i don't know they might have had 10 to 12 kids in a meet and that was it um um, the Valdosta swimming, I think, got second. And I want to say they only had seven. So um, they all just scored very well. So, um, but yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. Um, for anyone listening, be sure to um, keep up with open water zones. It's going to be exciting and good luck to all the swimmers competing. Um, we are so excited for you and can't wait to cheer you on. So um, thank you so much, Kevin, for sitting down with us. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. We want to say a big thank you to Kevin for joining us today on the podcast. Your insight about open water swimming and all the planning that went into the open water state championships and just your history and background was so interesting to listen to. And we are grateful to have you in our LSC. So check back in with us in two weeks for another episode of our Thank You Thursday podcast and have a great rest of your week. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this episode of our Thank You Thursday podcast. If you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed for the podcast, please send an email to veronica at gaswim.org. That's veronica, V-E-R-O-N-I-C-A at gaswim.org. Or connect with us on our social media accounts where you can find all the links on our website at gaswim.org.